the Big Church Podcast. Hi, everybody. My name is Melissa Scott, and I'm the host and co-producer of the Big Church Podcast. And today, I have the pleasure of introducing our worship pastor to you, Israel Isaac. Welcome to the podcast. Thank you. Thank you. Hello, everybody. Yes, we're so glad to have you today. I'm so excited for everybody to hear each of the leaders and hear a little bit more about our ministry. But can you tell us what brought you to Big Church? So where are you from? Where are you from? Originally, I'm from Bronx, New York. Bronx, New York. Yes. You grew up there. <laughs> yes, I, I've traveled uh, basically all East Coast, but uh, hometown is Bronx, New York. So how long were you there? I was there about 10, 11 years. Okay, and then you moved, you said? Florida. To Florida, yes. okay. and then wow. Atlanta. Wow, so then, you've you've traveled. Yep, and then Michigan and out of here. <laughs> wow, that's so cool. Okay, well, so tell us what brought you to Big Church. Uh, so what brought me to Big Church, um, I was actually sitting down from worship uh, for a season of my life. It was about six months. I was living in Michigan, uh, and this pastor, Pastor Richard Crisco, uh, took me under his wing uh, just to, to learn how to be a son, because um, mm. prior to that, I had not had time to just be it was mm-hmm. always about uh, leading people or being a part of a ministry um, because I had grown up in church. Okay. Um, yes, but un- un- until that time, I had not had uh, that allotted space to just like be. And, okay. and he gave me that time to, to to sit. And so for six months, I was I, were, I wasn't leading. I was I was um, just being a servant to people uh, in the church, doing different tasks that he had asked me to do. Okay. Um, and. My transition to Kentucky was uh, that I'd been teaching the the University of Louisville's marching band uh, okay. for four years. They would fly me out and have me have me come do leadership lessons as well as uh, teach the band. Wow. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, uh, about four years, I was I was going back and forth. I was in Atlanta at the time, but I was going back and forth from um, Atlanta to Kentucky. And then when I moved to Michigan uh, was kind of that period where I was like, okay, where am I going to go next after this uh, season of sitting down? Mm-hmm. Um, and I was like, I have the marching band that I could come to. Um, and and I was honestly not even going to go back to worship uh, at oh, this wow. point. Yeah, At this point in my life, I was um, just going to focus on the university band that I was teaching. And uh, <laughs> Pastor Mindy Watson had uh, <laughs> uh, came up to me because she had seen me several times uh, come throughout. I had met Pastor Kagan um, okay. over the young adult ministry and um, connected with him. And he had came down and, and heard me speak at UofL and uh, just made connection that way and invited me out to refuge and then the big church. And oh, every single wow. time I came in town, he was like, oh, well, come on out. Yeah, come out. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I'd come on. Uh, I would come out to the events and uh one weekend, literally two weeks before I ended up moving to Kentucky, uh, Pastor Mindy had pulled me aside after a church event and uh, was like, here's the deal. <laughs> <laughs> um, we've been praying for a worship minister for a, a month now, and mm-hmm. it's been in their their um, their prayer journals. It's, it uh, They've been praying for it over and over again. And it was just kind of crazy because God was setting me up for something that I I, I didn't even have in my mind. You had no like, idea. I, I, was, I, I was honestly done. Um, with worship, and uh, uh, that goes into more stories. But uh, uh, yeah, we might get into that later. Yeah, as far <laughs> as this question, um, I, I was at a, a point where um, I was like, God, if you really want me to do this, if you want me to take this opportunity, um, she said that like, we've been looking for someone to just lead the team and and pastor uh, because they've had uh, two amazing leaders that have just kind of been like pushing it and trying to to keep this ministry yeah, afloat, right? Um, 
and uh, I said, we, we need a, a pastor to come in and, mm. uh, you know, be able to teach, be able to, to coach, be able to train people in musician and faith and, um, and, and vocals. And so um, when I had got the go from God, I was like, are you serious? Because I was, I, um, it, w- it was just not what I was looking for, where uh, as much ministry opportunities in my life um, had gone, mm-hmm. I was always kind of like, okay, what can take me? What, what am I, what am I going to get? What am I looking for? Um, yeah. And this just kind of like came on my lap the, the moment that I decided to just surrender and say, I, I don't, I don't want it. I don't want it. And it came. And so, Isn't it funny how God does that though? It's the moment we surrender and we just let go of everything and have zero expectation just of anything. God says, bam, that's it. I like, it reminds me of the people who try for babies for years and then they finally go, oh, right, I'm done right. with it. God says, bam, here's your baby. <laughs> I'm like, oh, we sure. give up. We're going to adopt. And then there you go. You're going to have a baby. Right, right, right. <laughs> yeah. That's pretty amazing. I didn't know this story. So this is really cool. I love getting to know you. How many people are on the worship team? Um, as of now, we have 25. 25 people that you're pastoring kind of on the side and under Mindy and Rich's leadership. How do you lead that many people with like, I mean, that's a lot of intimacy because it's just 25 and it, that's a lot, but it's also at a probably a much deeper level, I would guess. Correct, correct. Tell me, tell us about your leadership style. Yes. Yeah, so um, especially growing up, I find myself always being pushed to lead whether I felt equipped, whether I thought it was supposed to be me, um, or if I even felt like I was in the right place to. Um, I I remember being in uh, youth ministry uh, as a middle schooler. Uh, They had made me a a, student leader, and I'd I'd been leading worship since I was 11 years old. Um, And I was just kind of thrown in front of a mic, and it was like, go ahead, do your thing. Uh (laughs) (laughs) Um, I, I, I was not the one that was big on uh, attention until I, I found that it got me places, mm. uh, which was a very, very interesting part of my story. Okay. Um, uh, I, would, I was really like the loner of my family. I'd, okay. I'd say to myself and, and, and whatnot. And so I, I didn't feel like my, in my, within myself, I was a leader. Like I, I could lead people or anything like that. But the, the more uh, I would just step into anything, like um, more opportunities would come, more opportunities would come for me to, um, to step in that role of leadership. Um, and so within uh, big church, it's, it's many lessons that I've learned through youth ministry, yeah. that I learned through uh, Bible college, um, where it's, it's all about small groups. Like if you can start um, within like my, I have, I have um, a top tier, you okay, know, to my, yeah. to my leadership where uh, if there's, there's problems or issues or, or I mean, anything that, that funnels it, it should get to me last right. if it's, it's, you know, very critical. I have, um, you know, a leader over the band. I have a leader yeah. over the vocals. Um, I have this uh, worship pastors group. These are people that I'm training and equipping to um, do what I do on okay, uh, yeah. on a weekly basis. I'm learning to reach out to um, each other on the team. And yeah. I, I literally did that um, uh, this morning. I, I had my leaders reach out to the other team members. This is where, this is how everyone's being um, communicated to. Mm-hmm. This is how everyone's, you know, um, uh, being funneled down to so gotcha. that, um, everyone's in communication. Everyone, uh, feels a part, yeah. you know? Um, and so that's, it's kind of how, how I've always led, um, from the top down, making sure that I have a, uh, uh, people that are under me, um, that are equipped to lead others that are, okay. you know, below them. And yeah. so, it sounds like you have a really strong structure built in that group of 25. So you have two under you and then they kind of co-lead 
beneath that. It goes on and on. I love that. That is awesome. So do you see with worship, is there a trend that you see or a culture that you see in worship in this age? Oh, I love this like question. Like you light up. I love yeah, this I can question. see you lighting up. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> all right. Um, I, I find that um, many times, especially in this this generation, I, I, I'm going to speak on the the encouraging side first. Okay. Um, we are super passionate about worship. Yes. Um, this generation is is rising up. There's a, there's an outpouring of uh, of the Holy Spirit on on the youth, the young adults. Mm-hmm. Um, Jesus is just at work within us, and and I find it interesting that um, he's using like the youth and young adult culture so much. Love it. Yeah. Um, to 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 reach those. So especially in the worship culture. Um, when we're in it, we're on fire, we're passionate, like yeah, we're going okay. after it. Um, and, uh, as well as, um, I find us in a, in a bind of circumstantial worship. Okay. Um, where, uh, whether it's our feelings that get in the way or life mm-hmm. circumstances that get in the way that may hinder us from completely surrendering to, to God, okay. uh, completely going in on worship, completely, uh, giving God our all. Uh, I will say that this culture is the most transparent it's ever been. Uh, I love that. That it's just open. Um, They come to Jesus with the problems, you know, in worship. Um, It's like, I'm going through this, I'm going through this. Even even with uh, each other, it's just more of an open culture than ever before. Yeah, that's um, beautiful. Where people are just able to be full face and and, and honest with where they are with the Lord. Um, And and many times, uh, it's it's like that good, but also that, okay, you got to be careful um, because we can get so feelings-based. Yeah, um, that okay. our, our worship depends on uh, if emotion. we're yeah if we're feeling it okay, or if, yeah. we're in it. Mm-hmm. if I'm not in it or if I if I messed up or if I'm not um, in the, in the the headspace or uh, I have a bad attitude about mm-hmm. something then God's not worthy of my worship oh, you know and, and yeah. it's not that we're like particularly like saying that or um, wanting to display that but that's what happens you know right we get into a place of um, complacency you know when. The worship team hits the platform, and um, we we know how to worship. Like right? it's, it's yeah, it, it's in every single human being's uh, DNA to worship. You know, oh, I love no that. matter what it is, um, whether you're at a football game or um, you're at a concert, you you are constantly giving adoration to something, and the deciding mm. factor is what you'll give your your adoration to. That's good. Um, yeah, and so preach, pastor. I, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's good. I love that. Yeah. Yeah. But I find us like, um, getting on this like place where we're teeter tottering of, um, if I feel like I'm supposed to, to worship, um, and, and God called me these, these two, two words, um, that could catapult this youth and young adult culture into, uh-huh. um, that just the next level of, um, intimacy with him. Okay. And it is to worship anyway. Worship anyway. If we can get to a place where we just worship anyway, um, if you if you feel like you're in your darkest place, mm-hmm. um, if you feel like you're on the mountaintop, worship anyway. If you feel like um, there, you have no feeling like you're numb. Uh, worship anyway. Yeah. Um, I was always taught that um, my posture uh, will meet its presence. Okay. If I put myself in a posture of worship, That's whether good. it's lifting my hands, whether I feel like it or uh, shouting unto God whether I feel like it, then the presence will follow. Oh, yeah, that's, that's real. I was going to ask you, what do you do to fight that? But that would be it. Put yourself in that posture of worship. No matter what, no matter what uh, feeling, numbness, uh, insecurity, no matter what you could be going through, mm-hmm. if you put yourself in that posture of worship, God's presence will follow. He follows our posture. 
That is amazing. I love that. I find that probably I I have experienced that just to be transparent where, you know, it's like it's circumstantial. It shouldn't be. It's Mm -hmm. not like you said, it's in our nature to give adoration to something. Something, But uh, when I'm angry. That's mm. the moments where I fight like, you know, because if you're mad at something, how do you like let all that go and just like get it out of your mind and worship? That's probably my hardest right, moment. Right, right, but right. yeah, I love that. Just put yourself in that posture anyway, and it will follow. Worship anyway. That is beautiful. Okay. So you probably answered the question, but I want you to go a little bit deeper. What makes you so passionate about worship? You kind of alluded to it a little bit in the beginning, but tell us a little bit more yeah, about yeah, that. Yeah, of course. Um, so my personal story and my personal journey um, is that I, I had to um, worship out of a place of um, desperation. Mm-hmm. Um, growing up, I, I had a, a really, really um, just a just a tough upbringing as far as um, finding myself, finding my my own identity in the mix of so many different personalities. I I, I have five brothers and two sisters. Oh, wow. Um, okay, so, so you from, have six siblings. There's seven of you total. Yes, yes, yes. And you get, you grew up in church? Is that yes, what I heard you say? Okay. My, my uncle's church. Okay. Pentecostal. Pentecostal, yeah. <laughs> yes. We've been in Pentecostal. So you grew up in church and you had a lot of siblings. So you're saying it was hard to find your own identity? Yes. Yeah, so, I mean, uh, the, the challenge was uh, what is in me? Mm. What do I have? What do I carry? Um, this, I, I found that as I was getting older, um, I could see in my siblings identities, you know, okay. things that, uh, uh, were, were highlighted in them, you okay. know, whether it was sports or, um, activities that they take part of, take part in. And for me, like music was always, um, a passion. It was always a love, but I didn't see myself special in it at all. Uh, uh, okay. you know, um, until things further in the future. Um, but growing up, like I, I, I found that it was my way of getting alone uh, with Jesus, getting away away from any chaos, whether it was mm. like um, situations going on in my family, okay, um, uh, life circumstances, being bullied. Uh, yeah. I was bullied hardcore. You um, were. I, yeah. I can imagine somebody as tall as you are, like you could just like <laughs> thump them over and they <laughs> they get out of your way. Oh, no. the, uh, our podcast listeners can't see you, but you are super tall. How tall are you? Six six. Six six. See, yeah. super tall. <laughs> but yeah, I was. I, I had. I had had many reasons to just uh, run away, and I, I remember my mm. mom buying me this um, grand piano that she ah. she had put in the garage. And um, if I if I had an argument with a sibling, or um, I grew up really really like uh, sensitive and and okay. uh, kind of like a yes man of if I if I did something um, that remotely felt wrong, mm-hmm. I'd break down crying, or if I if I oh, yeah. you know. Um, had my parents looked at me a certain way, you know, I just break down in tears. Were, yeah. it, it got to me that much. Um, and it, it later became this like people pleasing that I had to mm, be good enough or yeah. um, do well enough. And so in that, in that time, my runaway space was to that piano and, it, okay. and it's, it's many tears that I've cried. Um, oh, wow. And uh, many revelations that I've gotten from the Lord, um, just having that alone time with, with him and, uh, I didn't know how to play when, when it was first put in front of me. Uh, so I, I was self-taught. Like everything just came from uh, my alone time with him. Uh, uh, mostly like that that alone time that David had with Jesus yes, uh, yes. In, the, in the field. I relate to that heavy uh, because it's where he laid every single emotion, whether he, um, uh, he felt that he was in the greatest 
you know, highest of heights or mm-hmm. in his lowest of lows. Uh, that was that was his r- run to like, I just need to be alone with Jesus. I yeah. need to get away. Um, so that became my 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 getaway space um, in worship to just be with Jesus. And um, uh, through my 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 gifting and uh, through my ability to 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 seek his face brought this like, oh, is, is worship your thing? Like, is this what this is yeah. supposed to be for, for, for the rest of your life? And when I was about 13 years old, it, it was revealed to me. Um, I was leading worship at a, at a church. Uh, and it just, in the middle of, middle of worship, you know, hands all lifted. And uh, we're, just, we're just lifting praise uh, to the Lord. And um, he, he spoke to me. He said, this, uh-huh. this is what I want you to do for the rest of your life. Um, oh, wow. No matter how many times I tried to run away from it, <laughs> have you tried to run away from uh, it? I mean, it's, even coming coming to big church. I mean, I, I told you I was gonna, I was just gonna stop, stop, be um, done with it. Yeah, I was just gonna be done with it. And um, uh, he just, for some reason, keeps pulling me back, pulling me back, and says, yeah. like, "This is what I have for you. This is the assignment that I have for you." I mean, even my opportunity with the University of Louisville came from me being obedient to go to to ministry school rather than uh, go to Florida A and M University where I was gonna study music to be a band director that was like my i tried to make that my main thing and god was like you're a worship leader you're a worship leader like stop running you know uh, it's not saying that you can't fulfill these other passions right um and that passion of you know teaching marching man that came from you know me going to a ministry college that opportunity opened up there um and so uh it's just that obedience to 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 say "I'm, i'm i'm gonna follow what you have for me and worship was the thing and so as the journey had uh continued for me uh, God would just bring crazy, crazy opportunities. Like the people that I've gotten to to work with and and be yeah. a part of church family wise. Um, uh, it all came from that that secret secret place when I was young, just alone mm. with Jesus, yeah. not wanting to be around anybody, <laughs> yeah, uh, uh, and uh, not wanting to to seek out opportunities, uh, which is a huge part of my story, um, where opportunities uh, could have taken me out, you know, because these these uh, flashy churches and um, mm, yeah, big opportunities that that um, many people are so quick to just jump on. Mm-hmm. Um, I was I was one of those people. Uh, I went through ministry school and had had um, opportunities that I took to my mentor several times, and she was like, "No, no, no, you don't <laughs> this, need to do it." it. Um, and uh, it was so hard for me because um, I felt like I had done my time, like. Um, I'm doing this thing, you know. I I I've, I've been in ministry uh, for a long time. Why can't yeah. I take this opportunity? Yeah. Um. And I found I'd, it made me realize where my heart was. You know. Mm. Um. She would she was she would always tell me if the bright lights get in your eyes, um, hell's not going to be very afraid of you. Wow, that's that's kind of powerful. Stardom, if you know, celebrity churches, if all that gets in my head and get in, gets in my eyes, hell's not going to be very afraid. But right. if I stick to humility, if I stick That's to so good. Uh, God's word, if I stick to his plan for me, um, where it's more about the heart than, than anything, yeah. um, hell's going to be very, very afraid That's of what right. I can do. And that, I mean, that was my big church opportunity as well. Wow. Um, I, I left a church of 15,000. I felt like I was at the height of my ministry. I thought mm. I was at my cap. Like, this is, this is good. I got this going on for me. Opportunities coming. People wanting to fly me out and... I was just chomping at the bit, and and I mean, every mentor I had was saying, "Chill sit out, down. relax. Sit you need to sit down. Um, don't don't be so uh, quick to jump at everything." Mm. And I I wouldn't listen. I I I I was selfish at that point. I was 
my heart was hard. I was insecure. You know, yeah, uh, any yeah. opportunity that I could get, I thought um, what I did was so tied to who I was. You know, my yeah, worship. Yeah, it was fulfilling. Yeah, you my like worship made me who I was. And um, because it brought me the platform, it brought me the lights, it brought me the, people wanted to take pictures after service, yeah. church service. And now I think about that, and I'm like, that's ridiculous. Like, <laughs> yeah, it's funny though, because so many people do that. They they find their identity, identity in what they do, but then you grow to like that's what gives you character or value right if you and then if you don't have it you feel nothing yeah yeah god had to strip me from all of it wow i I, that's when my mentor told me to to take some months away in michigan and that That was before my my journey here um where i was going to be done with worship because I, i i felt like i was so tired of um this perfectionist mentality that I had, that I had to be good, that I had to be all right. I had to have everything together. Um, and I was, I was going to see if I could pursue God outside of the church, you know, mm-hmm. if that was a possibility yeah, for me. Yeah. Um, uh, and laying down our worship planning, it's apparently not what God had for me <laughs> uh, because I'm still here, but uh, it's definitely by God's grace and that opportunity that, um, that came up that, um, in my natural eyes, where I was leading at a church of 15,000, a church like Big Church was not like on my radar, right. like where my heart was. It was it was hard. Um, I would have looked at a, a church like this and said, like, what it's is it? Beneath me. Yeah. What is it to offer me? Like, it, you know, there's there's no big stage. There's no, you know, green room. <laughs> you know? Right. What did it offer you? Oh, coming here. Um, man, it was life transformation. Um, and, and it's exactly what I needed. Mm. Uh God, God had to take me through a season of learning significance rather than success. Mm. I was in a place where uh, I was driven by success, driven by what money I could make from my music. Um, and I, I, was, I felt no, uh, no significance. Uh, my life was empty. I, would, I remember going and, and leading and then getting on, off the platform and just being miserable, being depressed. At the Church of 15,000? Yes. Wow. Just sad. Um, uh, and it's crazy because I'd have all these people around me and I'd still feel empty. Mm. Um, I'd have the applause. And as soon as I got off the, got off the platform, it was just emptiness all over again. Wow. Um, it was nothing that lasted. It was, it was not um, significant for me. Uh, and, and when God had, uh, had taken me to that, even when I went to Michigan, it was a, it was a church of about uh, 500. Um, I was like, what are you doing to me, God? <laughs> like, Wait, what is this? Uh, yeah. You know, I thought I had it. I thought I was in in this place, in this big place. And um, I really needed to be stripped from um, from pride. I needed to be stripped from um, what I always knew about um, what being a big deal is or my idea of what being a big deal is. Yeah. Um, for me, being uh, successful and being a big deal was just the outward appearance. Like if I could look like I'm I'm doing big things or I got it going on, right? yeah. then I'm good. Um, where for real, um, I was empty. I didn't, I didn't have big things going on. You know, I was around, I was living off of the coattail of other people. Um, Mm -hmm. I had, I had worked with many artists, Krista Nicole, Montel Jordan. These are people that uh, are doing it big in the industry, but I was hanging on to their dream. Okay. Uh, I was not fulfilling God's plan for myself. Um, and, uh, the, the success part of it it felt good for about a season um, until uh, God truly needed to just break me from it and show me what significance was coming to big church, man. Like uh, the <laughs> fact that people are, are real, like yeah. they, they love um, it's not this huge flashy church. 
but this, this culture, this culture of worship, this culture um, uh, of people, um, they are a heart that's wanting to grow. They're, they're, it's a heart that um, is transparent before each other. I, I have relationships here that um, I haven't had in, in, in wow. forever. Yeah. Um, uh, these are people that I can be real with. These are people that I can uh, hold accountable. These are people that can be accountable Holding to me. Hold you accountable, yeah. And, and uh, I've, I've found more significance in leading uh, a team that prior I um I wouldn't have given two looks at, you know. Wow, uh, that's so awesome. They're they're phenomenal. Like I, I am truly, truly blessed to to even be a part of something that 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 is big church. Wow, that's that's touching. I have goosebumps. Yeah, isn't it funny? It's like I was saying earlier. The smaller the crowd, the more intimate it is, yes. and you get to go yes. a little bit deeper. And so, and I don't mean that as necessarily the congregation, but even the people you lead when it's on a. A more individual scale, it it just goes a little bit more deeper, and you do you are hold. I'm sure you're holding your people accountable to mm-hmm. not just uh, practice and singing and playing, but also in life and their relationship with God. Yeah, this is the 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 first time um, I felt with any team that I know them. Wow, we know each other. Uh, it's it's so organic. It's crazy. Um, coming to big church, I'm, I'm thinking that it's going to be this whole thing to even get these people to get along. Yeah. Uh, and, uh, just because prior churches with teams, whether it's like bickering or, um, insecurity or pride right. that you're having to deal with. Um, I, the first outing we, we, we have together as a team, um, I just see, see people laughing and, and getting along and, and talking about their lives. And as we've just continued, we've just grown more and more together. And it's like, God, how is it that this happens? <laughs> like that that people with so much talent aren't tearing people apart. <laughs> you know, it has right. to be you. It has to be you. Because we do t- kind of, and I'm a creative person. I'm not a musician, but I know that we do that. We take pride in our in what right, we do, right, so right. it does make us somewhat prideful. Exactly. So I can see what you're saying, but you know, I also see the stage, and I see that there's diversity and uh, different ages and different right. colors, yeah. different races. Yeah. So, but all these people are coming together, and you're saying we're getting along, and this is you know like everybody's creating relationship. We know each other. I I think that's beautiful. Oh, yeah. I think that you're creating something amazing. Um, so tell us a little bit about who Israel is outside of church. What do you do? Tell us about your your you lead a band, yeah, marching yeah, band yes. at U of L. Mm-hmm. Okay, so for those who aren't living here, U of L is University of Louisville, yes. and they have a marching band. So tell us about a little bit more about that. Um, so it was about uh, four years ago. I was um, still in ministry school. Mm-hmm. Um, we were working an event, the Kentucky Derby fundraising okay, for, yeah, <laughs> for, yeah. for the, for the year. Um, and this, this, um, woman walks up to me and asks me, uh, she literally has the whole band behind her. She's just like, uh, and I'm in, I'm in service clothes. Okay. <laughs> so many people on my post now say you went from a server to an attendee, <laughs> you know, um, because I, I was, I was in my white and black, uh, you know, uh, serving clothes um she had asked <laughs> she's like um where's the the food tent for the marching band and i'm like oh uh, i can show you so i'm walking her in this 250 piece band um to their tent uh and we just get to talking crazy to find out that this woman is a woman of the faith um wow. and uh she's just asking me questions about uh my life and my journey and uh, I, I tell her, like, I, I loved a band when I was in it. Marching Men was my thing. Uh, and she said, oh, really? <laughs> I just began to ask me more questions. Wow, but what I so did, cool. and, and um, I was a, a 
I did visual instruction and okay. uh, marching and maneuvering and uh, uh, mace instruction, uh, leadership, teaching leadership uh, teams and whatnot. And uh, she said, so funny. It's, it's, it's kind of been crazy. We've been looking for a position like this for a while. Wow. <laughs> and, when and was I'm that? Like, uh, this was four years ago. Okay. Yeah. And I'm like, what? Uh, it's just, it was just a crazy, crazy God thing. And mm-hmm. she said, um, I'd like to fly you out this summer uh, just to see, you know, uh, what you, do. you know, what you do, how the band takes to you and everything like that. And so I went, <laughs> I went and worked the summer for her for uh, one season and didn't, get a call back. I saw the performances on YouTube. I'm like, cool. The band did great and everything like that. So you felt good about I, yeah, it. Yes. So I yeah. wrote a couple routines and everything like that. I was like, all right, all right. Did not get a call back the whole season. Um, even into the year. <laughs> I'm like, <laughs> You're okay. You're like, okay, well that's done. Maybe that was, yeah, that was just yeah. a one-time thing. Maybe it wasn't what she was looking for or whatever. Yeah. Uh, next summer is rolling around. <laughs> oh, really? I get a call back. Yep. She's like, uh, can't wait to have you this this year. We're gonna sign a contract for you to come back every year and do this. And I'm wow. like, what? Like, uh, I, I I chose ministry school over uh, you know Florida A and M, which where I was gonna teach. I was gonna learn how to be a band director, um, which would basically teach me to do some of the things that I'm doing with the band now. Okay. Uh, and so uh, me not taking that opportunity, following God's plan for me to lead worship. Um, I said no to the university and went to uh, a, a ministry school, mm-hmm. which is the ministry school that had us go to this event in Kentucky. And is <laughs> where I, I met the band director uh, wow. and got this job. Uh, and amazing. so it's just a crazy thing. Like when you lie down your plans and what you want, uh, I wanted to put band directing over um, ministry. over ministry. I had the hashtag future band director all over my Instagram <laughs> when I was in school and um, that was the thing for me um, at, uh, at the time. And I, as soon as God uh, put things into place, he said, I, I'm not trying to take your passions away from you. I just want to prioritize them. That's I just want to put them in place. And so once I submitted to that, God brought that opportunity. And, and I've been with them for four years. And I, I love the marching man. The students that I've been able to connect with, they're they're transparent with me. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I, it's definitely a God thing because um, things that I've been told, uh, in confidence, you know, mm-hmm. um, things that students are going through, things that college students are going through in this this day and age, like um, it's wild. And um, people that they don't feel like they can talk to, you know, uh, it, it's been amazing that God's been able to use me in that way. That I'm, I'm just I'm more than an instructor. I'm more than a teacher. That I get to be someone that um, students confide in, be able to talk That's to. Amazing. Um, there's a core group that I I, I get text messages from and. Um, I'm just so amazed by what God can do when uh, you just submit to his plans. It's amazing. Yeah, it sounds like it's people who would never walk into a church, but mm-hmm. yet God's placed someone in their lives to kind of encourage them. Exactly. Yeah, and that all of that came from a young boy going in his garage playing a little grand piano, crying out to God <laughs> yeah. when his feelings were hurt yeah. or yeah. he was mad or got picked on. That is a beautiful story. I love <laughs> it. This has been so fun, getting to know you better, hearing your story, and for our listeners to be able to get to know you better. So is there anything you'd like to leave for the listeners to know or know about you or worship or just your heart? My heart uh, is to to continually impact uh, those that I'm around. Like I've I've been a traveling worship leader for um, years, where I've gotten to travel. Most of the East Coast is is where I've been, mm-hmm. um, but but God has just brought continuous opportunities uh, for the future. Um, I think uh, what I would leave you with is to always be open to His voice, always be mm. open to to new possibilities for yourself. 
Um, God told me that I would uh, pioneer, I would build, and that I would conquer um, things that um, I never thought I could do, you know, travel wow. the world, um, build teams, build people. Um, I'm in Kentucky. Like, I grew up in New York. Like, uh, wow. It's just crazy. But being open to what God has for you and being open to um, his voice, he can lead you anywhere. And then the last thing is that I would conquer in every single thing that I do. Like, know that you are victorious when you're in his will, when you're following his plan. Like, God will make you a victor. And so, um, there's there's new adventure for you. There's pioneering for you. There's building for you. God mm. wants to wants you to build, cultivate things, create things. Uh, he's put a creator in all of us, um, as well as conquer. He wants you to be victorious in this life. That's amazing. Thank you so much for sitting down with me and talking with me and telling the people about yourself. We look forward to worship in the future. Of course. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. We hope you enjoyed this message on the My Big Church podcast. We thank everyone who has given to support this ministry. To find out more about how to support financially or more about Big Church, you may visit our website, mybigchurch.com. If you live in the Louisville, Kentucky area and don't have a church home, we would love to have you as our guest at Big Church. We are located at 7209 Faganbush Lane in Louisville, and we have worship services at 945 and 1130 every Sunday. Thank you again for listening to the My Big Church podcast.